Hello and thank you again for joining us today on Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard and today again we're going to continue the Word of God and study as we go into not only in, in studying the Word but I just want to speak to you a little bit as we get, as we, uh, get ready to study moving from uh, I would say reading or knowing the Word to speaking it. And all believers whoever you are, whether you were saved 10 minutes ago or 10 years ago, you have influence and you have uh, uh, authority with God. The weakest thing. I'm talking about one who just, a babe just came into the body of Christ and who's, who's uh, committed themselves to God. The, Rome, the book of Romans says that uh, he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. So if you are a Christian and you've truly given your life to him, and you've submitted yourself to the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're doing everything right. For the book of Romans says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all going to have something to work on as we go out this, throughout this life. Whether you are the uh, traffic person out in the parking lot, or you the bishop or elder or whatever that in the church, we all have things to work on, and we all must continue to exercise our faith. And as uh, the, the, the gospel writer says, we must move from faith to faith. That, that meaning that we've all been given uh, the same measure of faith, but all of us don't use our faith because we don't have wisdom of it. So I just want to say that today as we uh, see the times that we're living in, uh, we see another flare up of COVID and so much fear, not only in the world, but also in the body of Christ where we are so fearful, many of us are so fearful to even leave our houses, to go to work, to go to the, our houses of worship, to uh, uh, go and visit family and friends. And I do believe we should all use discretion in the things that we do, but we cannot be bound with fear. For the scripture says fear is torment. Satan will torment you. And as I've heard one of my favorite preachers say, fear is uh, false evidence appearing real. Satan will he, he's that roaring lion, as the Bible says. He is that toothless lion. For Jesus stripped him of all of his power, and he snatched, uh, uh, to give you a metaphor, he snatched his tooth out, teeth out, rather, and he took all of his power and authority. When he went back to heaven, Satan was left stripped and naked because Jesus took all of his power that, that Satan had took, taken from Adam. So as we go about reading this word today, again, um, our subject and what we're talking about over the next few lessons about not only uh, knowing the word, it's important that we know the word. It's important that we meditate on it, but it's also important that we speak the word not only um, over ourselves, but over our situation and also live the word again, not knowing that it's the grace of God that helps us to live it. For I am a grace preacher. I am a minister of, of, of the Lord and knowing within myself to all of us, as I said earlier, all of us, you will fail. You will miss the mark. Whether it's the sin of commission, where, you know, you do something and you, uh, we realize that, you know, whatever, whatever I said or whatever I did, it was wrong. And you go, hopefully you go back and repent. Or it's the things of omission, where things that we could have done and we did not. So, again, we all missed the mark. But missing the mark and whatever... Uh, the case may be is not the, the, the subject, but what it is I'm talking about is having and knowing that you have God's grace living on the inside of you. And as I've said before, grace is Jesus Christ.
Grace is not just the blessing that you say over your food, but it is grace. But the scripture says we are saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God and salvation came by Jesus Christ. He is our grace. That's why uh, the scripture says that we that we live and we move and we have our being by him. It's all him. And uh, as a believer, if you think that what you do makes you satisfied, makes you satisfactory to God and God is pleased because uh, you, you, you're leading the usher meeting and, you know, you teach the uh, children's Bible study, works does not qualify you for heaven. If I would make a, just a simple example, the password to get into heaven is, is Jesus. If you don't have uh, uh, Christ on the inside of you, if he is not your savior, you will not get in. It's not your works that will uh, uh, get you into the, 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 our place and our, as we all seek heaven as our home. The reason why we have access into the grace of God is because of Jesus. And because we've received, we've received. You didn't find him. He found you. <laughs> it was no accident. Jesus says that no man cometh unto me except my father, which is in heaven. Draw him. And you were uh, set for such a time as this. For 2021, uh, what, I, what I'm speaking this today is in August of 2021, you were designated to be alive during this time. And if you are a believer and you are alive today in 2021, whatever you need, God has already prepared it for you. He's already set it for you. Uh, the Apostle Peter said he's given us all things that, that uh, pertain unto life and godliness. God has already put what you need in his storehouse. Only thing you need to do is to access it by faith. Speak the word of God. Speak by faith of what you know that you need. If Jesus provided it for us by grace, it's available to you by faith. I'll say it again. If Jesus provided for us in grace, you access it by faith. It's available for you by faith. And the only thing you need to do is, is to declare it, believe it, and receive it by faith. Don't worry about how long it'll take. God hears your prayer. As he said in Matthew, the seventh chapter, he said, everyone that acts receive. So every prayer that you make and that's according to the grace of God, if you can find it in the scripture and it's, uh, uh, a lack of a better word, legal, uh, legally you can have it by, uh, by, the, uh, by the, uh, uh, the word of grace, it's yours. God answers that, that prayer and he does it immediately. And that's another teacher to talk about uh, how that prayers can be hindered. Satan can hinder your prayers. And if it's not hindered by Satan, sometimes people are the, are the issue. God has to align people. He says our blessings will come. He said men will give. Men will provide it. Every blessing that you need is in the earth today. God will either get you the thing or he will get you the thing to get the thing. But our God is trustworthy. So again, we're going to talk today about moving from uh, uh, knowing to doing, to speaking, to speaking that word over our situation and knowing that if we will boldly speak God's word, if we will boldly speak 
and we will do it with wisdom and in, with discretion. An awesome book to read in, 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 in the scriptures and, and make it uh, uh, a practice is to read Proverbs as a, as a read a chapter a day. 31, uses 31 days uh, in a month. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs. It's lovely called the, uh, uh, the book of wisdom. But Proverbs speaks of in all you're getting, get understanding. So that, the, so that living this life in Christ has become practical. Where I can take what I hear and apply it. That's what it means to be practical. Where I can take it and use it and, uh, and apply it to my life. In my everyday life. In my everyday life. It's one thing to hear an uplifting sermon. Okay, and I heard somebody, what the preacher preaching? Oh, he preached about Daniel in the lion's den. Okay, how can you take what you heard from Daniel in the lion's den? And apply it to your life. When you meet your lion. Will you speak to him. And say. Not on my watch. If God be for me. Who can be against me. Isaiah said. That every tongue that rises up against thee. You. The scripture said thou shalt condemn. In other words. You must condemn that thing that comes against you. You've got to speak it. I believe it's Isaiah 54, 17. You've got to speak against that lion. Speak against that cancer. Speak against poverty. Speak against when uh, uh, things happening to your children or uh, 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 things happening between husband and wife. You must speak and declare love is in this house. Healing is in this body. Prosperity follows me. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Why? Because I have a word. That God has given me by grace. I claim it by faith. And I receive it. And it is done. So let's go now. Let's go uh, first to the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalms 8. And we're going to read uh, the first two verses. And it reads. O Lord, O Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. The psalmist begins to worship God. And to tell him how great you are father. How thankful we are to, to know and to be associated. We associated because Jesus died for us. Because he gave himself for us. He took that beating. He took being spit in the face and stripped naked. They stripped him. And not only that, they took a whip and stripped the skin off his back by beating him till there was none left. To the scripture said they saw his very bones where he took that whip and snatched the skin off of him. And because he was he's so lovely and so kind. He did it for you and for me. The second verse says out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength. The writer is saying that when as as children as as as, as children reach for the and and, and Praise their mom and dad and thank them for, oh, mom, thank you for buying this. Or thank you, dad. Or thank you all for just, 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 we thank you for, for, for just treating us nice and being good to us. And, and, and when I ask you, you provide things for me because that little child just looks at their mom and dad and thinks that, oh, if I need it, my daddy's going to get it. My mama's going to get it because I believe they love me. Why? Because they felt the love of that mother. They felt the love of that father. And they know that it's within reach. Daddy's going to get it. 
So he said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength because of, the, because of thine enemies, that thou mayest steal the enemies and the avenger. He said, the words of a babe, of a young one, will stop the enemy in his tracks because God will hasten to his, he will hasten his word. God listened to his children. He's an attentive father. He loves you. He cares for you. And by his grace, he said, because my son, has, uh, 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 his blood covers you. If you will ask by faith, I'll get it for you. I've already done it for you. I've already made the way. I've already provided healing. It's there and it's available. Only thing you need to do is ask. Because whatever you allow, God will allow. If you don't speak against it, if you won't rise up and take what's rightfully yours, you are an heir of the Father. You are a son and daughter of Abraham. You have a right to the kingdom. Apostle Peter said that we are kings and priests, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, because we are children of God. And that by faith and the grace which Jesus has provided. Okay, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on quickly. Now let's go over now to uh, the book of Romans. I'm going to read the book of Romans. And again, I'm talking about today about speaking that word, that word that we've read and we've meditated on. And this is what uh, Paul began to talk to the Romans about in the 10th chapter around the 8th verse. He begins to uh, speak to them. He says, Romans 10 and 8, but what saith? In other words, he's saying, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? He says, the word is nigh thee. In other words, it's close to you. It's in you. He said, even in your mouth and in your heart. He said, the word is in your mouth. Why? Because it's perceived out of your, out of your heart. Why? Because you've meditated on it. You've, you, you've thought upon it. And, you've con and it's been conceived in your heart that God loves me. And because he loves me, I have a right. By the grace of God, I have a right. Not because I'm holy, but because he's holy. Not because I'm good, because he's good. Not because I'm worthy, but because he's worthy. And because he's worthy, I can come before the throne of God boldly. And that's how we speak the word of God, boldly. Not begging him. Not, oh, Lord, you don't have to beg God and plead with him and, 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 and try to get him to do what he's already done. Whatever you need, whatever you are longing for, you, you can only need but access it by faith. The grace of God has already provided peace for you in these troubled times. In these times where we don't know what we're going to hear tomorrow. In grace, there's peace. In grace, there's, there's comfort. In grace, is knowing that, you know, this life is just short. It's, it's short. We're all going to leave here one way or another. Nobody comes to this life and, and leaves the same way. If you spend any time on this earth, you do not leave like you came in. But I want to tell you, for every believer, you have a right to peace. You have a right to joy. You have a, you have a right to love. And I'm talking about this coming from God. Because God doesn't owe you anything, but he's provided everything. You can't earn it, but you can receive it. 
And he says again in, in Romans 10 and 8. But what saith the, he said, what says the word? The word is nigh you, near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, excuse me, that is the word of faith which we preach. If we would take that word and allow ourselves to hear it and to receive it. And he says here, he's talking about, he said, if thou will confess. See, we got to make a confession of what we expect and what we receive from God. What we hear from him. And if we know this. We can say within ourselves, Lord, I love you. Lord, I care. Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, I receive that thing which you have spoken over me. I receive that thing, Lord, which has been proclaimed for me. And because I do this thing, because these things are, are, are written in the word, I have a right to it. I have a right to healing. I have a right to deliverance. I have a right to uh, a salvation. Because you've already done it. But we must speak these things boldly and come before him as we do. And with, with, with a, not in humility, but bold knowing that God answers prayer. That he's faithful. That he will not fail you. He will not let you down. He will not uh, 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 forget you. God is faithful. If you trust him. If you'll trust him and know who you are. And see, many times we forget who we are. We go back to thinking about our past mistakes and our past errors and how we missed it and what we said. And, and wish I, again, wish I, if, I, if I didn't have said that, it's, it's, why is this relationship broken up? And, you know, and I wish I had this and I wish I had that. And things that you cannot recover. Some things you can't, come, you can't bring back. But God is able to heal all wounds. He is a healer. He can heal broken hearts. He can heal broken homes. He can heal broken marriages. But we have to learn how to speak the word and apply it to our marriage, to our relationship, to your job. But remember, speak boldly, but come humbly, knowing that God will lift you up if you will come before him humbly. And said, so, Lord, and remind him, Father, I come to you and I present this, uh, uh, come to you, Lord, presenting this thing to you, knowing that it's already done. And I know that this is done because your word says the same. Lead me and guide me. You said any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally. God will give you wisdom in your situation. Lord, t tell me how to pray about this. Tell me how to react to this. And he will surely speak to you. Surely he will guide you and lead you into a path of life. Now let's go quickly to over to the book of Acts. We're going to read how that uh, as the apostles began to walk in their ministry, which Jesus gave them. He instructed them that he not only wanted them to speak in Jerusalem, Judea, and, the uttermost, and, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. But they had to be bold. And have that boldness in humility or with wisdom. I believe that um, Proverbs speaks about boldness and 
the wisdom that must accompany it. Accompany it. And when we walk in wisdom and we walk in boldness, there's a time to speak, as Ecclesiastic says, a time to speak and a time to be quiet. So if we do these things and just be led by the Spirit knowing, Father, I trust your graces on my life. I trust your grace that I will do. And I submit myself to doing your will. I submit myself to hearing your word. I submit myself to, to walking humbly before you. I want to, I'll feel my way, Lord. I'll go slowly because I don't want to get ahead of you. Because then I'm premature. But if I walk behind you, Lord, then I have the ability, then I have the, the opportunity, Lord, to walk into the fullness. See, we want to walk into the fullness of God, in the fullness of time. When we arrive in the place that God has assigned for us, if we get there in the fullness of time, then we will inherit and we can be that son or daughter that God has called us to be. Not too early, but listening, moving by grace, moving by faith, trusting that God will do what he said he would do. So now we're going to go again to the uh, book, book of Acts, fourth chapter. And the apostles have, have prayed over a man and he's received healing. And again, as we've read it many times, religion and I'm not against churches because I believe it all, <clears throat> if possible, we should all be a part of a, a Bible-believing assembly of, of God, a place, place where we gain strength. The scripture says that we are, we are uh, um, our inheritance among them that are sanctified. And we should come and we should gather together and we should fellowship with brothers and sisters because I believe that we grow, we gain our strength, we gain knowledge. And all of us at one time or another need to be under a man or a woman of God <clears throat> that they feed us, that we learn from them. Whether you pastor or elder or uh, minister or whatever the case may be, or you parking lot attendant or Sunday school teacher, we all need each other. We all need the body of Christ. We all need the local church. And more than ever before, we see that Satan's desire is to shut down the local church. So that the people of God will, will not come together and worship. He wants to shut us up and separate us. Because that's what the wolf does. He always wants to single out the sheep to, so that he can attack the weak ones. That's why we should come together with wisdom and knowledge and allowing God to lead us. But come by faith. Okay, so let's go now to again to uh, Book of... Book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, As they spake to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and of the Sadducees came upon them. And the priests were grieved because the disciples taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail the next, put them uh, in the jail until the next day, for it was in the evening. It said, but they preached so. And the fourth verse it says, that many believed. And it said the, the, the people that were converted and were, and were brought to Christ and believed Christ was 5,000 men. And you know anything about the church of God, where well, you find 5,000 men, there's most likely going to be at least 10,000 women. So people were, 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 they saw these men. And they didn't know that they didn't, they weren't trained by the leaders of that day. 
They were trained by a carpenter, and they many women were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were uh, uh, a businessman of their own, and they came together. And Jesus, in three years, trained twelve men. One of them who 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 uh, was deceived by Satan, and these men turned the world right side up. And, and, and I think from 300, I think it took, took about 300 years, but most of the world heard the gospel. Most of the uh, civilized world that they knew in that day, they were turned upside down because these men were bold enough to preach. So let's go down now to the, around the ninth, ninth verse. <clears throat> they said, if this day be examined of the good deeds that were done to the impotent man, by what means, they said, was he made whole? And now the preacher, this is Peter talking. He said, be it known unto all of you, to the people of Israel, that we've done this preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he went to the 11th verse and said, this stone, talking about Jesus, which was set at naught of you builders, is become the head of the corner. He began to expound boldly and to teach the word of God to learned men, to the scribes, to the uh, Pharisees, to, uh, uh, to the Sadducees, all of these men and all of these sects of men, the sects of the S-E-C-T-S, all these groups of men, they were, they, were, they were the learned men of their day. And for them, many of, many of them, they had to learn, they knew the first five books of the Bible by heart, by memorization. So they knew the word but they didn't know the spirit of the word. They did not even recognize God, of the God of the word, the word that they had memorized. When God came down and walked among him, among them, they did not even recognize him. And now, as Peter began to preach, we're going to move down to the 13th verse, he says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marvel, and it took knowledge of them that what they had been with Jesus. The people that surround you, and as I, one of the things I want to say and make sure I say today is, we all have influence, and, and I want to repeat this: we all have influence. You may not know the governor and the mayor of the city, you may not know legislators, but you know the people on your job. You know your family members, and if we just boldly give our testimony, you may not know but three scriptures. But you meditated them and you know them. It's up to us to evangelize the world. Yes, there are traveling evangelists, there are preachers, there are teachers, there are, uh, uh, they're on the radio, television, uh, internet, you name it. They are there. But you have more connection with people because they see you every day. People read your life and they'll listen more to how you live than what you say. Because they want to know, is what you say equal? And can you, can, are you living the life that you talk about? And see, a true believer will say, you know, I'm not perfect. But I have the perfect one residing on the inside of me. He's the one that changed me. He's the one that gave me this, this mind to live holy. He's the one that's the difference in me being headed to heaven or me being on the road to hell. He's the one that's prospered me. Well, everything I touch might have turned to, turned to dirt. Now it turns, seemingly turns to gold. 
because I made a connection with Jesus Christ. And let's go down now as we finish up today. And it be, again, as you read this book, uh, Acts the fourth chapter, it talks about the boldness of these men as they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, even though they were chastised by the, uh, uh, the church of, of that day, the religion of their day. They were, they were uh, told to shut up. But let's just read on now in the 29th verse. It says, and they begin to say, um, let's back up, let's back up to uh, uh, verse 27. It says, for of a truth, Against our holy child Jesus, whom have been anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. In other words, God had determined that Jesus was going to be crucified. Although Herod and Pilate and uh, the others had um, uh, stood around and had, uh, by, with the prompting of the Jews, to crucify Christ, God had already prophesied it. If you read uh, Psalms 22, through the hand of of, uh, of David, that this was this thing was going to come to pass, and now as you read uh, the twenty eighth verse, it says, "For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done." And now, Lord, behold their threatening, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. And this is what we need today. And I believe God is wakening up the church again. I believe that there is going to come a mighty revival. And I will say to you, it may or may not be on the TV. It may or may not be reported by the news. But God will never let Satan outdo him. I believe there's a mighty revival coming. And even now is when people are awakening and when they look out and see the way the world is turning. The way that uh, in a few days, preaching the word of God will be called hate speech because the, the, the systems of this world and the way the world is now, that everybody is going to do, they, they want to live the life the way they want. Whether the, this, Bible, this country was established on biblical principles. I didn't say it was established perfect. I didn't say the men that established it were perfect. But they established it on the Bible. Most of the teaching that you see how this government was established with three separate bodies and they, how it was established uh, 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 giving people liberties. Now we know again, it was not established perfectly because perfect men didn't establish it. But we do know God had his hand in it. But now we see Satan's hands. What he had, what thinks he's going to successfully wipe out. If he had his way, there would be no Christian. There would be no church. And if there was a church, nothing worse than, is a, there's a worse thing than have, not having any church is to have a useless church. A church that's basically, that has no God, has no power, has no authority. The church that does not affect the neighborhood, it doesn't affect the city, it doesn't affect the state. We are the light of the world. And if we boldly speak the word of God, as some do, and I believe many more will, that no, we don't have to, uh, we don't have to, uh, 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 Destroy people. But we do have to speak the truth. And we should speak the truth in love. It's not love if we see our neighbor, I see our uh, family members going to hell. And warn them. And we refuse to warn them of that which is coming. And again, I say we must boldly speak God's word. 
but speaking in love and in wisdom, being led by the Spirit. For there's a time and a season for all things. Be ready. Be ready, believer. Be ready. Be ready to speak your faith. Be ready to, nothing else, give your testimony of the love that God has shown for you and the grace that resides on the inside will come on the outside and it will show the people of God who he is. I pray you got something out of this little teaching today. This truly is the last days and we are living in them. But it's no fear for the, uh, for the, true, for, for the believers of God. Are you a believer? This is an exciting time. There's coming a day soon. And no, I don't know the day. But we all can read the signs and we can see the signs of the time. Times are, are, are getting shorter and shorter. But that day is soon approaching. And again, I believe God's going to get the glory. Will he get the glory out of you and me? It's up to us. Just keep doing your, keep doing, keep, keep your hand to the wheel. Keep your hand to the plow. Don't stop. Things may get ugly. They may get tight. But God's going to always, he's there now. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. Father, we thank you for this teaching today. I pray there's a blessing to those who hear it. And I pray, Lord, for any who hears this teaching, that they will consider you, Lord Jesus. And that they, Lord, will receive you as Lord and Savior. That they may have that confidence that if I die tonight, that you will receive me into heaven. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you most of all for your wonderful, beautiful son, Jesus. We pray these things in Jesus' name till we meet again. Amen.